On this episode, we smoke the Greycliff G2 Maduro 6x50, and we dip into the Sassanac blended scotch whiskey. We are looking forward to a great time. Post-holiday, thanks for joining us. I am your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Johnny Midas here, coming to you not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Lounge in North America. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and I'm joined by your other host, Angel Solario. El Fumo. El Fumo. I keep El Fumo. That's going to be the new intro. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see if it sticks. Yeah. The smoke. Yeah. I got a question for you. Really good holiday question. What's that? When he's done, what does Santa smoke and drink? When he's done? Yeah. Like after he's done delivering. That sounds like a fun question. What does he smoke and drink? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, part of that has to do with trade routes to the North Pole, I'd imagine. (laughs) Uh, I'll bet you that uh, all the big names have that locked up. So it's probably like, you know... A general product or something like that um you know hmm what if it's just the house blend i get yeah, yeah. Day, he's just the <laughs> house blend exactly kind of guy yeah like not even name brand yeah he's like tell the elves to throw some uh, tobacco leaves together i mean he deli- he's got to deliver cigars for christmas right like he has to <laughs> you know there's i mean shit it was on my good boy list so right i know i'm not the only one he's like oh you know. this cigar fell out the sack it's okay yeah that's what it is yeah. like <laughs> factory seconds yeah yeah since he's kind of nordic do you think he drinks mead Ooh, <laughs> or like spiced cider something like something? that yeah i don't know i was thinking more like when by the time he gets done he's like i want a fucking like black coffee with bourbon in it yeah and like uh Padrone 1926, you know, something like that. Uh, Principe. You know, not, not too long, not too big of a smoke. Right. He's got to go to bed. What if Mrs. Claus lets him smoke inside by the fireplace? She's like, no, nope, you know, go outside. A, yeah, you know, that's a thing. <clears throat> it's negative 40 outside, honey. <laughs> I don't care. Get your stinky ass outside. That's right. By the way, that's how Mrs. Claus actually sounds. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Actual audio. Uh, all right. Back to the show. We are smoking the Greycliff G2 Maduro. Um, so, you know, last week we smoked the Opus X Forbidden in the story package. Yeah. Phenomenal experience. Also out of the reach to some people, right? Like, I had to save for that, and you got to be super intentional to spend, oh, yeah. you know, 230 bucks or whatever on a box of four cigars. Right. Um, so this time yeah. we're going the other direction. And we have this Greycliff G2. Now, Greycliff is an interesting cigar brand because, first of all, they're out of Nassau. Um, and I got I got a chance to visit their place down there. Pretty cool. Nice. Small. Um, and they make some high-end cigars. And Greycliff fans are odd because they're, like, super rabid, you know, big-time fans of the stick. <laughs> But, you know, but it's like, I can, I can understand the attraction because they're kind of rare. You don't see them around a lot. Yeah. Um, and also some of the sticks, like, I think normal consumers don't 
associate a sixteen eighteen dollar price tag with the name Greycliffe. Yeah, we and got so, a couple of those. Yeah, we've got a couple over here. Um, and but the fans are like, no, you have to try them. They're good cigars. Yeah. Um, and I think they're right. You know, the Greycliffe does make a great stick. The G two though, this is like their entry level, you know, affordable cigar. Yeah. So we are smoking the G two Maduro. Uh, what they they call the size something weird like the PGX I think is what it has on the box, but it's a six by fifty. So you know I just call it a, a Toro. <laughs> um, and it's interesting the uh, wrapper is Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro, and it has a Dominican Nicaraguan uh, blend for uh, the filler. So they're not. Um, I guess, uh, super detailed in like tobacco content. No. Um, these, these are, uh, roll in Nicaragua, not the Bahamas. Um, and they retail for $7. So it's yeah. Toro for seven bucks. That sounds like a value stick. And it, it might even to some listeners might sound like a cheap stick. Right. Like this might not be good. Yeah. Because in the last two years, like the number of, seven dollar cigars has gone away right there's not that many left yeah we talk about that a lot and yeah this is one of those cigars where you can actually you're like what seven bucks that's yeah. the thing still yeah <laughs> yeah um so here at union cigar um hanover pennsylvania a box of 20 will run you 126 bucks which comes out to just six dollars and 30 cents per stick that's a deal um, yeah so swing by pick up that box discount this is I've, I've, obviously we got to smoke it i don't want to let the cat out of the bag at the beginning of the show but yeah. this is one of those sticks i think definitely you just you buy a box and put it in the humidor yeah i've already smoked a few before yeah. the well, humidor, but and you can give it to anybody oh yeah you know like it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt if they it's just... not gonna hurt anybody <laughs> and they're not gonna hurt your feelings yeah you know like they can be a beginning cigar smoker and still enjoy it but also like if they're chewing on it or disrespecting you you're like eh, seven bucks All right yeah. Or yeah. six dollars and thirty cents if you if you bought the box. Yeah, it's not like handing out a Caldwell or a Essencia. Yeah. yeah, yep. So that is what we we're smoking today. I also brought a Sassanac <laughs> with me. So my wife got me this for Christmas. Um, kind of odd because like an odd mix mix because the Sassanac is not an expensive Scotch, but Scotches are expensive. So mm -hmm. this is like the hundred thirty dollar range. Not a cheap bottle of right. of Scotch. So we're kind of pairing that with a very affordable cigar yeah so different uh that would be interesting are you a scotch guy uh not really but i don't say no to scotch i gotcha so i don't have it in my personal collection but <laughs> i will drink scotch i'm a scotch guy um all i really have in my cabinet right now is scotch and bourbon yeah. um, all of my friends are bourbon guys i'm not a big bourbon guy because i'm not big on sweet yeah. And bourbon's a very sweet uh, liquor. Um, I think I've got like some rando like rum and vodka in there. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I have bourbon <clears throat> and spice rum. Spice rum is one of my favorite drinks. But there you go. Awesome. Well, I think it is time to go ahead and get these cut and lit. This is a smoking show after all. Um. So what have you got to uh, clip your stick with today uh the craftsman's bench double guillotine cutter straight cut okay this nice. looks pretty solid so yeah 
uh, Tom sold that to me down in, in uh, Westminster. Um, I'm going to use the Perdomo close-ended or close-backed double guillotine. And uh, the official cutting is brought to you by Fatboy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar by Fatboy Cigars, as well as the Jacked 2. And don't forget to try the Fatboy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fatboy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fatboy Cigars, welcome to the Fatboy And let's go ahead and give this a nice clip. With authority, no limp-wristed cutting allowed. And now we are just tapping the head on the back of the hand. And what that does is it gets all that loose tobacco leaf out. Um, Nick showed this to me and i've never stopped like it <laughs> definitely improves my experience yeah because i'm not like uh scraping little bits of shit off my tongue right you know not only that uh she gets on me she's like you have shit in your teeth yeah 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 when i went home i was like oh okay thank you yeah appreciate that yeah. yeah yeah definitely all right well let's get these lit and you've got your uh triple flame uh polio yeah, like polio. The, yeah that's like the four or five dollar lighter or whatever triple um, torch triple torch and i am using my official johnny midas gold bar lighter soft flame butane and be a little low there yeah i need to put some butane in it so while we uh toast these and as always we remind our listeners toasted not roasted treat that cigar in the respect yeah, I'm a little pissed. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you know how in our day job, like, I buy hardware from factories in China yeah. to import here. Like, they're not our factories. Like, we don't own the land or whatever, but they work for us. So, I get online, I'm like, I want a, I want a gold bar lighter. So, I just Google, you know, Google shopping or whatever. I couldn't find one. So, I'm like, well, I'll get one. I'll get one made. That's no big deal. So called up our contact and, you know, took $2,000 down with a minimum order quantity of five, of which only four ended up working. So only got four out of the deal. <laughs> but, um, you know, they got, got me these lighters. And uh, so this is the official Johnny Midas lighter. And I sold uh, the remainders at cost. Yeah, I like that Rocket Patel uh, dual flame. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got a jet and a soft flame. Yeah, pretty that. cool. Anyway, so uh dude just texted me over the weekend. They're selling these on eBay for like $9.99. Nice. Yeah. Fucking, hey. uh, like the whole point was they were only supposed to be Johnny Midas yeah. lighters. Like exclusive. You can't get them anywhere else. So, but I was telling Jake, you know, Jake, um... I don't know if you've met him, but from State Farm, no, <laughs> my business partner. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Well, what did you think they were gonna do? Like, you know, unless you sign a contract saying mm -hmm. thou shalt not make." I mean, they put the cost into the tooling or something. They got to make their money back somehow, <laughs> right? You know, and I was like, "Yeah, but you know." So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I got ripped off on the front end and they just sent me something they were already making, or the back end. Right. Either or, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Sounds like a trademark infringement kind of thing. More on that later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, when we get into our news of the week. <laughs> Patent disputes. 
Yeah, so I shouldn't say I'm pissed off because that's not my personality. Mildly annoyed, maybe. Uh, I'd be annoyed. But uh, yeah, so now I'm just thinking through. I don't. I can't think of a way to get an official Johnny Midas lighter that nobody else has. Except the only thought I had was if I can get a lighter and get it like engraved by an artist. Right. Then it's like, you know, the lighter itself isn't unique, but that one is, you know. Like this fake DuPont that I have, another piece of Chineseium. Pretty cool. It's a soft flame, you know, roll light. If this came just plain like that, and then I could get an artist to like engrave something. Yeah. We, like which Johnny we Midas. Right, which we have engravers here in town. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we got a, a light on this thing, and uh, let's take a couple draws. <clears throat> Right off the bat, I'm not sure if you're having this problem, but mine's is pretty tight. My initial draw was very tight. Uh-oh. Speaking of outtakes. <laughs> Fucking rookie move. As usual, Burnline Podcast, operating with zero mistakes <laughs> and responding to our mistakes with no mistakes. With no mistakes. Um, that was York. Who do I even know from York? I don't know. It's one of those Google things where they're like, oh, we're from here, but it's actually Habib trying to sell you no. a car warranty. No, it can't be. And here's why. Because I intentionally kept my area code from Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> so whenever I get those spoof calls, it spoofs local to Louisville because it mm. thinks that's where I'm from. That's how I know that it's spam. So I can just ignore those. Oh, they left a voicemail too. Nice. We should play it on air. See what the... See who's calling me in the middle of my podcast. Hmm. Is oh, it... this is Patty calling from Wellspan Family Medicine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, they got to reschedule. Damn it. It's funny. Fucking useless. I scheduled it for a day off on purpose. God damn it. Um. Oh, this is a cigar podcast. All right. So getting back to the topic at hand. We are smoking the Grey Clip G2 Maduro. We selected this one because everybody can afford it. If you can afford a cigar, you can afford this one. Oh, yeah. Um, seven dollars. Um, here at Union Cigar Hanover, it's got this uh, beautiful uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro wrapper, and it's Nicaraguan and Dominican uh, binder and filler. Um, my first draw was tight, and then it just immediately loosened up. So my draw right now is exactly what I would expect from a six by fifty. Yeah. Which, by the way, is my favorite size. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my draw is perfect. Um, all right, so presentation on this, you know, the box is one of those low end boxes. That's like a cardboard. Yeah. Like a cardboard flip top. Right. Um, it has two layers of 10 cigars in it. Um, I think the, the branding on the cigar, I really like, you've got this black band. It's got the, the gray, like sunburst almost that you can barely see in the background. And then this bright yellow. The special G that's the Grey Cliff G that looks like it has cigar smoke coming off it. You know, G2. And then it has the five gold stars above it. Yeah. Um, you know, it is it is embossed. Um, yeah. Simple. The bottom of the band is straight. The top is um, domed. You know, so really just a great presentation. Um, not, you know, super expensive. No. Right? It's keeping the cost down. The box definitely keeps the cost down. I think it just keeps with the theme. Keep it plain, simple, to the point. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but nice. 
you know oh, yeah like not uh not detracting from the experience at all yeah. you know definitely nothing where i'm like ooh, look at the packaging let's display this you know in yeah. the humidor they definitely did everything to save as it, much money yeah but also doesn't detract mm -hmm. it's nice solid branding the color scheme is great um the the box though is yellow on the outside yeah that i don't care for i think a black box with yellow lettering would have been much sharper uh to display but it is what it is but and yeah the, just a, a really straightforward design yeah the <clears throat> the one thing i did want to say about the box is uh i'm guessing that's the estate mm -hmm. <laughs> i just like that picture in the background on the flip lid yeah yeah that's pretty cool so on the inside of the lid it's white with like a kind of a gold or bronze um like silhouette yeah etching almost looks like of yeah it looks like the estate um in nassau it's got the palm trees and stuff uh which is pretty cool so now the black like on the box the black is like a, what do you call it outline yeah it's just a on black each side is like a quarter inch strip or something around the edges that's that's cool but uh I would rather like black with a yellow outline yeah, or something. That would have been sharp. You know, like just because on the cigar, the main color is black on the band. Um, but, you know, that's just like the artist and me quibbling. Yeah. You know. All right. So we've got a few puffs. I guess I'm a quarter of an inch in or so. Maybe, uh, maybe like six millimeters. What, uh, what are you thinking? What little, are you tasting right now? A little bit of spice. A little bit of a chocolate underneath the tongue like cocoa not chocolate chocolate but mm -hmm. some cocoa underneath the tongue mm -hmm. yeah i would say that uh i would say this is a, right now it's a really good blend yeah. of spice including there's a little bit of like cayenne spice yeah like it's actual spicy yep. uh, as well as some of the more the softer spices um in there like allspice and maybe some yep. paprika um definitely cocoa like dry cocoa powder oh yeah uh and cream like there's a little creaminess there but i don't know man like uh, definitely a um definitely a ninja cigar like ninja. when i when i light up a seven dollar cigar i'm not usually expecting you know this kind of has that flavor you associate with much more expensive cigars at least eleven dollars right, right. <clears throat> this is what i i've said before is you know it doesn't matter if it's a seven dollar cigar; it could still taste better than a fifteen or twenty dollar cigar. Mm -hmm. Like it's just the the price range does not equate to quality or right. experience. Right. Yeah, this is pretty good right off the bat. Getting a wavy burn line though. <laughs> yeah, you've got a wave going on. I'm assuming that has to do with how it was bunched. And, yeah. And wrapped. Like I said, it's tight right at the end. Yeah, mine is uh, my burn line is a little straighter, but it still has got that wave thing going on. Yeah and uh I, mine's not like so maybe that's about a quality yeah. consistency you, thing you can hear it yeah yeah it's it is very tight. very tight yeah near the uh, head uh i had did have a tight draw to start out but it loosened up like third puff in so i can't really complain i guess we could uh segue into this conversation speaking of uh tight draws how do you feel about draw pokers i mean if i have to use it that sucks yeah but i'd rather use it than lose it right i know? agree especially like 
it's definitely a tough decision because you got to commit once you do it. Yeah. It's a tough decision when you got to do it on a $15 cigar or something. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Like this, I probably wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Um, we have the draw doctor here, which is actually a pretty decent looking draw poker. Uh, pretty straightforward. A little bit of ribbing on the along the thing. Mm -hmm. I forget what other brand there was. Um, but they have like barbs on the end. Yeah. Reverse barbs. I'm like, why would you want to do this? It pulls tobacco out. Yeah, but I still, I don't know. That looks like more damage than help. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I I had one that was like a a jig. It was like a V. Mm -hmm. a long V mm -hmm. of wood and you rested your cigar in there yep. and then you poked it and that helped to make sure you didn't go out the side by accident. Right. But it also means you can't like put it in your pocket or something, you know, yeah, that's a lot a, a tabletop tool. Um, and it, it did have, I think it had the barbs on it. it. It worked okay. You can see I'm trapping a lot of heat in this, in this stick in particular. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of heat. Cause it, it doesn't want to come out of the head. That's mm -mm. why. No. So I know you guys can't see this, but when you get like a conical shape on your ash end, your smoking end, that means your your cigar is smoking too hot. You want to keep it nice and flush with the burn light. And it's not going to be completely flush, but if you start trying to get, uh, starting to get a conical shape, you, that's how you know you're trapping heat. Well, the other um, the other reason to have a conical shape is if they're using lower primings in yep. the center and working their way outwards. Um, you know, they, they burn more slowly or whatever. I know a couple of guys that smoke cigars that specifically look for a cone shape in their uh, in their ash. Now, I think it's bullshit because I've smoked a lot of cigars, including the best in the world. And guess what? They all manage to, uh, you know, burn straight. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm calling a little bit of BS on that one, but, you know, to each their own. Yep. So right now, another method before you get to draw poker that I like to do that works sometimes, I want to say about 70 to 80 percent of the time is I'm rolling the cigar in my hand to loosen up those leaves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll relieve that, uh, relieve that tightness. Yeah, getting the pressure right is the key there. Yeah. Too much pressure and it just cracks. I mean, you can even see yeah, and it's starting how to... tight that is. That is crazy, crazy tight on this particular but stick. It's starting to spit um, yeah. tar out of the sides, too, right under the wrapper. That's yeah. a good indicator that it's way too tight. Yeah. Man, well, I wish you might have you might have lost that one. Yeah, I think I lost this one. This would be I should probably take a picture just so we could show, you know, this is Yeah, take some for the for the gram so folks can see what that looks like. That's... And then uh if you want to grab another stick or grab a draw poker, you can do that. So I guess there's your there's your answer on the seven dollar cigar. Yeah. Is uh you get those issues. Yeah. You're gonna get some stuff through QC, you know, if they really tested each one and took it took them out of circulation, you know, the cost would go up quite a bit on these uh sticks. So um but for mine, which is burning just fine, I would call it a medium uh, body. Um, it definitely has presence on the tongue, you know, and, and that spice is definitely uh, kind of a typical Nicaraguan spicy. Um, I find it really pleasing. Like this is a, like a... Success. It's like a, a fleshy, you know, like smoke this with a steak dinner yeah. kind of cigar not what i would expect for seven bucks i can tell you that no i could definitely uh grill and smoke with this mm -hmm. eat some steak like you said mm -hmm. there we go i got it did you get it i got you it. covered it all right 
So the hand roll method worked on this guy. Yes, it did. All right. Good. Yeah, we'll see. We're starting to level out. <clears throat> mm -hmm. All right. And with that, I think it is time for our tobacconist tip of the week. And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio. So, yeah, I just did a... I wish we had a video of everything I just did because um, that's one way to rescue your cigar and um, that comes with experience. Yeah. Like that's definitely not a beginner level kind of knowledge. Yeah, you got to practice it. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can just crack your wrapper. All right. So I was going to do one thing, but I guess now I'm going to do two things in one. So <clears throat> the first one was when you're ashing your cigar, since I was talking about conical shapes, what I like to do is instead of tap it, Tap the cigar on the ashtray or tap it with my finger because you could pop a wrapper. That's how you can pop a wrapper. Or you can dislodge the cherry. Yeah. Yeah, you'll lose the cherry and then you'll have to relight, yeah. which defeats the purpose. But what I like to do is roll. Stick the ash against yeah. the side of the ashtray. Yes. Roll <laughs> roll the ash against the ashtray. That way you'll get a perfect circle and you're not damaging your cigar. And yeah. the ash just falls off and it's not an issue. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing, my uh, secondary tip, is uh, roll your cigar in between your hands, just like a slow back and forth motion. Put a decent like amount a of pressure. Fire starter. Yeah, like kind stick, of, like when, if you're starting a fire with a that's stick. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that kind of back and forth motion. But you got to do a couple things while you're doing that. You have to pay attention, listen, and feel the cigar while you're rolling, so that way you're not because you can easily pop the wrapper with yeah, it. Yeah. So you have to pay a lot of attention when you're trying to rescue it that way. So that way you don't have to poke it. Right. So just. Good. Yeah. So that's one reason why I like. So the the ashtrays, right? Mm -hmm. There's really two styles. There's the deep dish, which is great for outside because it keeps the ash from moving right. around. And then there's more of the shallow dish shape. One of the reasons I like the shallower dish. <laughs> excuse me. The shallower dish shape is precisely because I roll my ash off. Yeah. Right. So these ones that we're using, these are. A little deeper. These are deeper, and they're like, I don't know, five inches across at the bottom, six inches. Yeah. And, you know, reaching in to roll that is not super easy. Right. Um, I like to use the top edge. I just kind of yeah. roll it along there. I typically will do it like this. Gotcha. I know I'm, I'm showing you on an audio podcast, right. yeah. But, like, I'll do it like this on the far side, and I can see what I'm doing. Um, or I'll just do it on the flat bottom if it's a shallower. Like, I can't get the right angle here because it's too deep and narrow, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, like indoor, like the ashtray that I made out of or, or had made out of burl wood yep. for burn line, that's a very shallow indoor lounge tray, and you can totally do that. Mm -hmm. Super easy. Should probably but, bring uh, that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to get that out of Nick's garage. Um, but my back porch i have you know that that really super deep it almost looks like a chalice um yeah i saw it the yeah, one that was yeah. full to the brim yeah yeah that, <laughs> like those are kind of common they sell them yeah. most of the cigars i have one as well yeah in my backyard for yeah. that reason it's a little heavier and yeah it's heavier and keeps the wind from snatching stuff yeah. out and until it's overflowing yeah. with mine i think mine is uh what is it stinky cigar mm-hmm yeah yeah i think mine's a stinky too but it, it almost looks like the Holy Grail. You know, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> the Holy Grail. Yeah, it's like a, a deep chalice with like a, a pedestal foot. And... There's a challenge. Drink something out of it with the ash in there. Oh, God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Speaking of drinking, 
Um, as we enjoy this Grey Cliff G2 Maduro, why don't we try this Sassanac? So this is a blended scotch, and uh, if you're unfamiliar with um, scotch whiskey, we're not going to get into the history of scotches or anything here, but, um, you know, a, a, I guess famous blended scotch would be Johnny Walker. Most yeah. people are familiar with that. Yeah. Um, this kind of reminds me of Walker, except it's nicer. Um, I think this bottle was like 130, something like that. So it's not a cheap scotch. Um, on the other hand, you've got scotches that cost a thousand dollars a bottle and yeah. and up. So right. it's not an expensive one either. Um, but it's it's nice. Yeah. So we've got that poured out, and uh, I'm gonna give it a little snip. It's got the um, Scottish unicorn on the label. <laughs> So, of course, the, uh, you know, when they were picking animals, you know, England was like, we have the lion. And Scotland was like, we've got a fucking magical unicorn. And then the Welsh were like, fuck all y'all. We got a dragon. Yeah. Which, and we speak a language nobody else understands. Right. <laughs> which is funny because it's like there are no lions in England. And there that we're aware of, there are no unicorns in Scotland. <laughs> oh, you unbeliever. Yeah. Just totally unicorns. Maybe the dragons. There's still debate for that, apparently. Well, apparently there were English dragons back before they hunted them all to extinction. Right. Uh, they were more like pumas, I guess. <laughs> all right. Um... Ooh. Mm. That's fruity. Mm-hmm. Little, little sip, little oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got some of that uh, peat and iodine. Okay. You know, that scotch whiskeys are famous for. Definitely not. This is definitely not like an Islay. You know, I'm I'm an Islay guy. Um, Lagavulin's my what I collect. Um, this is a, this to me it feels like a a Highlands blend. It's definitely got anise. I don't know if you tasted that. Nope. Um, I'm that's like licorice. Yeah. Um, so it's got a really I think a heavy anise component, and then uh, what are those pears with like the leathery brown skin? Not Bartlett, but the other one. I have no idea. I only know the green skin. <laughs> yeah, so it really has that flavor of that, that leathery brown skin on that pear. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, fruity is a good good description yep. of it. Like right but off the bat. It does have that astringent, you know, iodine in the background as well. And really not the background. It's kind of right on the tip. Okay. Um, really enjoyable. This is, it's just, it's smooth. Um now, I wonder if it goes with this cigar at all. Mm. So, puffing the cigar after um, taking a sip, I think that they, I think that the cigar takes on a slightly different flavor. Uh, the spiciness was blunted significantly. And I don't know if that's because the whiskey just shocked all of the taste buds in my mouth. I'm what? not sure. I'm getting more cocoa out of it, though. Mm -hmm. Definitely a flavor blast of cocoa yeah yeah that was kind of cool the the sip and then puff was yeah. kind of cool um it definitely the whiskey definitely did not overpower the cigar um it did change the flavor yeah i think the cigar tastes sweeter more cocoa-y um and actually i think the spicy on the cigar really complements the whiskey because right. there's, there's no spice in the whiskey at all um so it's kind of like taking, uh, like taking fruit leather, 
yeah sprinkling some spice on it you know like it actually makes yeah. it better you know that's a mexican thing right yeah something like that right so like do you know what they use what wood barrel they use for these for aging yeah the scotch. the scotch they're just wooden casks um different companies will finish in different casks right now it started as actually as a money-saving thing where like you know you don't want to ruin your bourbon for example so you can't finish it you can't age it in bourbon barrels because it tastes like another bourbon right right even the same brand you don't want to do that but you can take a sherry cask right now you're adding a different flavor and so they turn it into this marketing thing where now it's like this is a special whiskey because it was you know finished in port casks or you know like the m81 is finished in black currant casks you know and it's like yeah yeah but what they're really doing is saving a lot of money because right. those wooden barrels are not cheap right. they're very expensive or let's throw these barrels in the sea just because yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah wooden casks there's nothing in the branding about anything special there um one of the differences obviously with uh bourbon is it's charred oak right so it has to be new white oak barrels that have been charred in order to be called bourbon um this is also 46 percent alcohol by volume so 92 proof so a little you know stronger than your off the shelf 80 proof which is the minimum uh, to be called a whiskey yeah <clears throat> it really goes along really well so <laughs> It really does. Another accidental pairing. Yeah, like it, this is a really good pairing. It's an odd pairing because yeah, you know this this scotch is double a lot of scotches you can just get at the whiskey yeah shop. It's a it's a higher end, and this is a lower end cigar, right? Yeah, but they go really well. So let's do the puff sip puff thing. All right. So we're gonna get the cigar first. Mm hmm. Definitely have that pepper on the tongue, um, that creamy cocoa. It's almost like if you had unsweetened hot cocoa. That's almost what it tastes like. Now I'm going to take a little sip of the Sassanac. Bursting with fruit, a little bit of iodine. I'm going to puff again. Mmm. Oh, that is really interesting. That changed. Yeah, like the second puff is way different from the first one. Whoa. It's almost like... I would say the second puff is almost like if you took... Um, if you took a pear and you rolled it in cocoa, <laughs> that's almost what it tastes like. Yeah, the so the first the first puff almost tastes like a steak. Like if you took a steak and you put some cayenne pepper and some cocoa on it, which sounds like an odd combo. And then after the whiskey, it tastes much more like chocolate fruit. Yeah. But not sweet chocolate. No, it's you're just getting a cocoa taste. Uh-huh. Man, those are some unexpected notes that from a seven dollar stick. Yeah, definitely. This is not something you would expect. Yeah. No, I mean not at all. I mean the the types of flavors that I'm getting out of this, and I, I credit the Pennsylvania broadleaf to some extent, Maduro. I mean, that's a very authoritative wrapper yeah. leaf. I'm getting some leather chocolate yeah. leather yeah. the sides of the tongue. Yeah. Chocolate leather. And I noticed the leather picked up after the whiskey. Yeah, it did. Man, those are some interesting flavors. You're getting more than just... Mm -hmm. Well, this is really enjoyable and surprising. You know, I brought the whiskey because it's cool, and I wanted to share it with somebody, you know. 
Um, I had no idea if it would go at all with this cigar, but it seems like it's pairing really well. Yeah, you're two for two on uh, accidental pairings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Eagle Rare pairs with anything. That's why it's my go-to. I'm not a bourbon guy, but when I get bourbon, it's Eagle Rare tenure. And, uh, yeah, this has got a spot in my... This has got a spot in my liquor cabinet for sure. Like, you know, when I spend money on scotch, it's typically Lagavulin. Mm-hmm. And the other scotches I have for gifts. And this was a gift for my dear loving wife. And uh, I think it's got a permanent spot, man. This is a good whiskey. It was kind of a joke because... Uh, what was that TV show? The, the Outlander? What? So the Outlander is like this weird TV show that my wife watched about. Like some lady goes back in time to like the the Jacobite Revolution in Scotland. Okay. And uh, she's an Outlander, which is Scottish for Outlander is Sassanac. And so they call her the Sassanac or the Out, Outworld or Outlander, which is the title of the show, the Outlander. And they named the whiskey after that. Now, this did get gold medal awards in 2021 and 22. So, you know, I'm not just saying it's good. Other people are saying it's good, too. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. it's really good, actually. Well, Getting some... so it was kind of a joke because, yeah. because of the TV show, which she tried to get me to watch. And, man, I am so patient with her TV shows. And I'm watching Fargo with her, and but I could not stomach that show. Like... She's like, you have to like it. This is your people. This is your ancestors, you know? And I'm like, no, it's fucking bullshit. I don't want to watch it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting uh, dynamic on the show because it's all about white people being oppressed. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a thing? Yeah. yeah. No way. That, that's a lie. That yeah. doesn't happen at all. Apparently, Never happened in history. Right. Apparently the Brits were equal opportunity offenders when it came to oppressing people. <laughs> yeah. The Irish have nothing to say about that either. There's yeah, no such yeah. thing. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Speaking of which, so, <clears throat> the steak has picked up on mine. I don't know about mm -hmm. you. Like, just that meaty flavor. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Dude, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Like, for a $7 stick? There is a lot going on here yeah, for a $7 man. stick. And I think, the, I think the whiskey's helping it for sure. But even without it, like... It's yeah. got a lot going on on its own. It does. It's complex. It's changing flavor. And man, they're 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 like these delicious umami soaked rich flavors. Yeah. That I expect from like upper primings, and upper primings equate to more expensive steak. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a lot of the seven dollar cigar, you know, cigars in that range, it's all lower primings, and that's how they keep right. the cost down. And you can tell because they burn really well and evenly, and the smoke is predictable and all that. But the flavor is flat. Yeah. You know. And I can't say that about this uh, stick. No, man, this is great. Like, I'm getting just so much, like, bang for your... This is definitely... This is the epitome of what I was talking about. Bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. Seven bucks, you'll get more than you would a $15 cigar. Yeah. You know, there's a couple cigars on those shelves that I won't name. <laughs> <laughs> Do that, but... Anything called Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, there goes any chance of being sponsored. Yeah. Them. Sorry, General. We're uh, not eligible for sponsorship now. Yeah, and also, um, shout out to all of our listeners and fans out there. This is our 40th episode. Nice. Um, yeah, we did the uh, 
end of the year wrap up a couple episodes ago, yeah. and we mentioned nineteen people have named Burnline as the best podcast on Spotify. Wow, how cool is that? Nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, well. But you're competing with Joe Rogan. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. it's like, no, Burnline is where it's at, man. Uh, yeah, and not to down any of the other cigar podcasts, but it's like they, they stick too much to, uh, I wouldn't say script, but it's like, we say, we talk a little shit on the cigar. We're either yeah, smoking yeah. or the other, but not because we're talking shit, but it's like, you have to be honest. Like, yeah, you got to be what the, This is what this is, man. Yeah. You got to be two guys that know cigars. <laughs> right. Telling you our experience, right? And we're we're not the law either. We're not we're not Mm. the end all be all of your cigar smoking experience. But it's like if we're talking to consumer, we got to be honest about how we feel about certain products and yeah, you know, lines and stuff like that. You're listening to the golden palate of Johnny Mike. That's right, (laughs) and the smoky palate of El Fumo Angel Solorio. Yeah, it's just so cool that we got someone who uh, can actually pronounce all this Spanish stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm over here like, Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed it. You know, I nailed it. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? We need to start our own company, but we were going to call it Olivia Cigars. We will be the most well-known, <laughs> unknown cigar maker on the planet. I looked it up. Nobody has patent Olivia. I'm like, let's go. This is where we. This is where we take. We can make up a backstory about Grandma Olivia, right? Who used to like make cigars, rolling them on her virgin thighs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what is it? This whiskey? Uh. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was like, because everybody asked for this company, Olivia, but it's like, yeah. Wait, never heard of it. Oh, it's the best cigar company ever. You know, Olivia. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. That's how we start. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, what is it, like 50% of uh, folks come in and they're like, do you have the Olivia Melanio? And right. I'm like, oh, I have an Oliva Melania <laughs> or Oliva Melania, yeah. but not or Olivia. Olivia Melania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, you hear it all. Melania's, I'm like, no, that's that's a Trump. Right. Uh, Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a great money-making. We're, we're we on to something. The, we can have the Olivia Melania. Yeah, I know. We're honestly yes. Absolutely. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> shit out of those. The other day, I actually heard it for the first time. This lady said, "Oh, look, Tijuana minis." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a the. I like it. I actually like that the name of that Tijuana minis. So there's another I one we can pet. Before she was mama <laughs> in a string bikini on the shores of Tijuana. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of knockoffs. Mm-hmm. There was this movie company that was making these knockoff movies, and they got away with it because they used the parody clause mm-hmm. in the copyright law. Not Mel Brooks. No. Um, so they had, but these were serious movies. Oh. Um, they had one called Transmorphers. Oh yeah, the sci-fi. Out, it was the trans- sci-fi company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had um, snakes on a train. Yep. Um, yeah, they were really, really playing off of these names. Oh yeah, and. I don't know if they, you know, made any money, but I was aware of them because it's just yeah. fucking hilarious. I know? mean, they're making money now. Look at fucking Sharknado. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, who knew? Let's just make a movie about fucking sharks in a tornado and call it Shark. And look at that. It's fucking multi-million dollar movie. You got, you got like these Hollywood types. They're like all stoned around a table. Right. Like, what do people really fear? Tornadoes, sharks, 
Sharknado, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, those are the guys that need to be making movies today yeah. anyway. Because of, I don't know if you follow the, I like movies. I like film. A lot of the film industry today is pretty shitty. Oh, totally. And you got insiders saying that. Yeah. You know, you got like, um, who's that guy, um, fuck, that did The Irishman on Netflix? Oh, uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Hollywood sucks now. It's okay. movie by committee. You know, they yeah. kill everything. Mark Wahlberg said something about it. No, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon said. I mean, and he's an artist too. Like, yeah, you know, he's he's a real real actor, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you know, really on the artistic side of the yeah. movie creation. Yeah. Um, All right, time. Yeah. To talk shit on Disney here, but shit that Disney's been pumping out. Oh my god, dude! And their stock is just tanked. Yeah. I mean, Shout out to South Park and the Panderverse. Check it out. <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard, but um, South Carolina just divested their. Mm -hmm. I think they have what 130 million dollars worth of Disney. Mm -hmm. And they're not renewing it. It's on a the the way those well I'm looking at a stock market. Right. Basically, they're not renewing. Um, and they're like that. You know, I, even Bob Iger can't rescue it. No, because, you know what his solution was to all these movies tanking? We need more executives on set. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the last thing you want because there goes all the artistic freedom. Well, what happened was the serious, mature artists left Disney. Yeah. And the 22-year-old woke brigade is running the company now. Yeah. And Congratulations. Disney. It's a family company. You know? Like, yeah. families are not interested in that. Mm -mm. And then also you're compromising your values to, like, sell in China. But then you won't compromise having a gay character so you can sell in Saudi Arabia. Right. You know? And it's like... I mean, yeah. there's some hypocrisy there. Yeah, they'll bend over to China. You like, know? I, don't, I don't think you should compromise. I don't think we should take a gay character out so that it'll sell in the Middle East. But you can't take out the Nepalese character right. to sell Doctor uh, Strange or whatever right. in China. Oh, but also, sorry to my Chinese friends, but um, China does not care for black people either. Uh -uh. They, you know, that was the well, quiet they, part they Disney didn't, didn't talk about. Yeah, they they don't care for non-Chinese, <laughs> right? Like the whole Uyghur Muslim. It's either cultural genocide right. is because you're not Chinese enough, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. Unless you're Caucasian or Chinese, China does not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're very, like, um, you know, fascist. <laughs> no. They are. They're, you know? They're a free market economy. Yeah. Um, so, touching back on the cigar, <laughs> we're... That was a little too left field. <laughs> and no more politics on Burn Line Pipe. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> Going back to the cigar, so I'm in the second third. Um, we are smoking the Grey Cliff G2 Maduro yep. uh, Toro. They have a weird name they call the size. I think it's GPX or PGX or something. I, yeah. It's a 6x50, so it's a Toro. Um, yeah, I'm almost in the final third. I, I, mine's kind of smoked fast because of that tightness I had at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm about a half inch behind you on the smoke, but there's still that pepper component. Um, it's much more evolved into like yeah. pepper jerky to me. Yeah. Um, if, as you can see, I'm a little scared to rip the band off yet. Uh -huh. I'm a little worried I might lose the wrapper there. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like your wrapper is separating a little bit. Yeah. Mine is perfect though. Look. Yeah, it looks really great. It. Yeah, it's just. You did it, get it, a bad one. Yeah, it just happens. Value stick, you know, they're trying to pump these out. It happens. Yeah. Oh, one thing of note this is a very uh, oily wrapper mm -hmm. yeah this is a classic pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper it's got that dark chocolate color 
it's veiny, uh, rustic, as we would call it. It's not toothy. Right. Um, it does have like a waxy oil yeah. finish, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to uh, Francisco from DBL, and he was saying Pennsylvania Broadleaf is among the best cigar tobacco in the world now. Yeah. It, it took the Amish 10 or 15 years to get there. Mm -hmm. But I guess they were growing cigarette tobacco, and they saw the handwriting on the wall. Yeah, you know, with cigarettes, and they decided to not the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the handwriting on the wall, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, they hire Englishmen to run the internet. For right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's going on in the world. Yeah, it's fine. I just get pictures of your mom in the mail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, I I discussed this off air with you. There are growing tobacco about five minutes, ten minutes north of here. And mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what exactly that tobacco is they're growing. Because they have a massive curing barn. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Amish people, but a state-of-the-art curing barn. Yeah. It's yeah. insane looking. So I need to check it out. I yeah, gotta... see if we can do a, a burn line field trip. Yeah, I got a contact, so yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. We'll, just like take the, uh, we'll take the mics out there. We'll just do a tour. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that would be cool. I don't know. All of my setups though are wired, so like my, we're we're using my uh, laptop setup right yeah. now, uh, with my USB mic, um, but I've also got you know the H6 collector with yeah. the uh, condenser mics, but you know they're all wired up. Yeah, um, they make pretty inexpensive wireless microphones for your phones, so I think I might invest mm -hmm. in that if we do field field trips. Well, so for the H6 though, I could put I could plug in a receiver mm -hmm. instead of a line. You know a bluetooth receiver that connects to a lavalier mic yeah. and it has four lines in so we can have guests mic'd up too right uh, yeah i'll look into that yeah so like a uh, i'm getting like a peppery almost jerked steak now there's definitely still cocoa and cream in the background right you're right like at the, that spot yeah i think the uh steak has kind of taken over yeah it's crazy they might have been grilling or cooking while they were carrying the yeah, yeah. the tobacco. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty enjoyable stick. But we, you know, on that topic of like value sticks, one of our highest ranking sticks was the Thin Red Line from Fat Boy Cigars. Yeah. Ton of tobacco for the price. I mean, yeah, man. I think it's seven twenty five or something, eight bucks. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's got that uh, flat pigtail top mm -hmm. you know like a bahike a lot of tobacco and delicious so yeah i mean you can get a really good cigar for half the price right and i think this is one of them yeah definitely this is like my fourth one i've smoked in the past three months mm -hmm. so it's like, and i normally try not to i used to do that a lot as a beginner smoke the same cigar you know for a month straight or whatever mm-hmm but now I try not to smoke the same thing every once in a while. But this is my fourth stick, man. And I am just thoroughly impressed every time I smoke this. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so for sure. And I thought about smoking a higher-end G2 show yeah. at some point. Like, yeah, Grey Cliff is one of those uh, brands that doesn't get a lot of love. You know, everybody knows Padron. Everybody knows Fuente. And most people are familiar with the General and Altidus products, too. Just because they're everywhere. Yeah. And then you have your boutiques. I don't know if Greycliff counts as a boutique. I, I kind of don't think so. 
but nobody can yeah. really define what a boutique is. Yeah, it's a weird definition. It's like less than, what, 60,000 cigars a year? Or something. something like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a cigar. I'll smoke it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, well, what if you have a brand like Fuente that comes out with a limited edition? It's just a limited a, edition? Yeah. Is it a boutique cigar? No. It's just a limited edition from a What's massive conference. Yeah. I, I really don't know. So, like, if you're a boutique, like, okay, what I would describe as boutique is definitely... Lee Marsh's Stolen Throne. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I would agree. That's a boutique. That guy is small. But they're starting to be everywhere. Yep. And they were on Yellowstone. It's like, at what point are they not boutique anymore? Right. I think Yellowstone I mean, was the yeah, like, watermark. Tatuaje. Mm-hmm. Like, are they still boutique? I don't know. Because they're everywhere now. And yeah. everybody's like, let's smoke this. I'm sure they're selling more than oh, yeah. 60,000 states. Yeah. And at one point, DBL was boutique. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think they are now. Like, I mean, look at their portfolio. Yeah. I mean, we got, what, 10, 10 12 facings, facings yeah. here, as is? Yeah. Yeah, same, same thing. So I don't know where that line is, but yeah. as far as Grey Cliff goes, like, they make some really good sticks, yeah, but they're just not, like, popular. You know, they're not that right. common. They're not that popular. Yeah. Um, but among the fanboys, I mean, it's like ride or die. You know, it's like, um, it's like fans of that sci-fi show Firefly. Yeah. It's like, most people haven't heard of it, but the people that have are like, oh my God, this is the best sci-fi show ever. Ever, yeah, I've heard it. I've never seen it, but everybody's like, bring back Firefly. Like, yeah. Feel good. yeah. I guess. I don't know. They, I did kinda, see they came out with a standalone movie, though, that kind of wrapped up the storyline, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure where they would go, but they had a really good crew, the actors. Yeah, Dave uh, Fillion was in that. Yeah, Dave Fillion, and then um, the chick, the... Uh, Katie Sackhoff was in that, I believe. Was she? Yeah. No, I was thinking of the um, the companion, the prostitute, um, that Italian actress. Mm. She has a great smile. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's a good actress though. Um, she was in there, and then the the sister or whatever, the one with the powers, the weird one. Yeah, I, I like I said, I don't know much about the show. I know of the show. Yeah. I just don't know the fine details. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right, well, we are uh, in the final third, and. We will come back after this short break and uh, rank the cigar, give our last thoughts on flavor and burn and everything, give it a ranking. Keep your dial locked in, the Burn Line Podcast. We will be right back. Our news of the week with Angel Solorio. All right. So, Gurkha is going to be suing Davidoff for copyright or trademark infringement over over Year of the Dragon. Bruce Lee might have something to say about that. (laughs) So, uh, apparently, uh, Gurkha just doesn't like that Davidoff is using Year of the Dragon. But did Gurkha ever use Year of the Dragon? That's the thing. I don't know. But this is what they have. These are the registered trademarks that Gurkha has is Dragon, Dragon Fire, Dragon Lord, Dragon Slayer, <laughs> Imperial Dragon, Red Dragon, Royal Dragon. Where in there is Year of the Dragon? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see Year of the Dragon in there. And I don't, I don't think Year of the Dragon is something you can really trademark either, because that is used, it's just broadly used. But which, by the way, this is Davidoff's actual legal defense. They have the Zodiac series, which is okay. That's legit. And what's included in the Zodiac series? You know, the dragon. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they're not the only one with the Zodiac series either. Right. And you don't see lawsuits flying back and forth because it's like, how do you claim a trademark on the Chinese Zodiac? Right. You can't. It's you, one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like, you know, naming your cigar like Saturn, Jupiter, right. Pluto, you know, like you'd have to really make the argument that this is the core of your brand and that you're deceiving consumers because that's what it's about. Consumer right. protection. Right. Well, if anybody wants to get sued over deceiving consumers, here's the shit talking part. Gurkha telling that their consumers their cigars are actually good. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but Gurkha just That's one of those companies, yes, they're widely known. They had a good I mean, they were good years ago. I don't know about now. They're not that great. Massive line. I'm sorry, Gurkha, you're just not good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there. I haven't smoked one in a long time. I can't think of one. I can't remember what I liked. Yeah, uh, the last one I smoked was that um, Cellar Select or something like that. Mm -hmm. Cellar Reserve. Yeah. It's like that 15-year age. To, that's literally their last good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I We used to get people asking for the ghost all the time. I'm like, sorry, we don't carry Gurkha. They suck. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for the Gurkha fanboys, but... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of consumers being confused by it. 20 something dollar dab it off you're the dragon and thinking it's a gurkha so i'm right. not sure that they have an argument there uh, no i don't um who was who had that uh didn't uh, drew have year of the rat something like that. there was a the one that was a tiger one it was like a round oh yeah yeah um oh we had it here we had like a, oh um punch right punch that's it yeah yeah punch and then they had the uh the inside the wrapper they had the uh, fortune yeah 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 so yeah i think if you're getting into like you know chinese culture that you got a real a real challenge there like it would have to be core to your product line like this is the only product we sell and right. the other brand would have to be you know confusing the consumer other right. than that you know yeah i i don't i don't think gurkha's gonna win this one it's just i don't know if they have the money to win it i i don't know i think it's like one of Gurkha's last hopes to stay relevant. Yeah, honestly, that's what it. I, again, shit talking here. Going for not, the settlement. Yeah, not shit talking is. Gurkha's just looking for money. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I I wouldn't know either, but that's what it looks like. Like I'm not I'm not an attorney, but since they haven't made any money off of their, you know, dragon copyrights or whatever, you know, I just it just seems. I haven't odd. really heard of them. Seems like an odd player. And like if you. Have they even used those brands on actual cigars? That's what I'm saying. I haven't heard. Like Dragon Slayer, how many nerds or dweebs aren't using yeah, <laughs> Dragon yeah. Slayer as their yeah. handle on WoW or some you know mm -hmm. platform like that or D and D? Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think Dra uh, Gurkha has any standing on this one. Well, thankfully we're not lawyers, so no, I'm not a lawyer. They'll sort it out. out. Yeah. Again, we're 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 not legal analysts. Just Cigar Analysts, and we are currently analyzing the Greycliff G2 Maduro. This 6x50 Toro has a Pennsylvania Broadleaf Maduro wrapper and Nicaraguan and Dominican binder and filler, and retails for $7 a stick here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, 
USA. Wow, a box of 20 will set you back $126, which comes out to just $6.30 a stick. And I think this is definitely one of those that you buy a box and throw it in the humidor. Oh, yeah. I mean, so as we're about to rank this cigar, um, when we talk about use case, this is a very versatile cigar. Oh, yeah. You can do many things while smoking it. So this doesn't rise to the level of gift or celebration. You know, this isn't a wedding night cigar, but it is everything else. You can walk the dog with this. You can grill with this. You can watch the football game with this. You can smoke it in the lounge. You can smoke it on the back porch. Yeah. Um, Maybe mow the go, lawn. Go fishing. Um, yeah. It's also, it's it's like a mid-body that's not yeah. too strong to where I can do physical work and not feel like right. it's going to kill me. Uh, you can walk around with it, too. It's not an offensive stick, either. Yeah, it's not offensive. Um, the smoke output is good. Um, at least on mine. I know you got a got a rough stick there. Yeah. Um, Rescue it. Look at that. The, the flavor is, yeah bulging out <laughs> yeah yours is fucked up yeah um yeah the imperfections definitely near the head on mine it's it's weird because this is definitely one of those cigars with a i would almost call it full bodied but low strength you know i'm just going with mid-bodied because i think that's what most people would associate with or appreciate that description yeah um but it like the complexity of flavors and the amount of flavor I would almost call it full-bodied. Yeah, but it's light in strength, so it. it, it yeah, it really you is. Can, you can do a lot of stuff with it. It's not going to knock you on your ass. You know, can you imagine mowing the lawn while smoking a padrone? Yeah, <laughs> like you'd Probably just get be. green in the gills. You know, you'd yeah, you would. In the grass. On uh, hot summer. Yeah, and hot smoking summer. Smoking a padrone? No, no, definitely not. Even that Opus X, like it crept up on us. Yeah, like, it was so smooth and light. It was funny because you were like, "Oh, this is strong," and I'm sitting here. No, it's not. I think it was until five minutes after the podcast is over, and I sit down I'm like, "Well, shit, there it is." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first cigar to sneak up on me yeah. like that. The Amafuerte Placencia. Mm -hmm. That that's oh another my God. That that old because it's like it's out. smooth and light, and then it's like, and you get to the final third, and you're like, "Whoa, you know, I'm I'm feeling a little woozy." Um, this cigar is not going to do that to you, yeah. right? Um, so. We're going to go ahead and uh, rank this cigar, and uh, I think uh, before we really just jump into that, why don't you give me your final thoughts on uh, the flavor here? Oh, the flavor, yeah, definitely really great. Like I said, more than I thought I would get, mm -hmm. Now, that, especially since we were sitting down here and analyzing and dissecting it. You know, the, you got that spice and cocoa right off the bat, a little leathery, a little fruity, peri. And then as you got halfway through, and then we threw in the scotch, and then we started uh, releasing some of the, more of those uh, leather and steak notes, mm -hmm. which is freaking awesome. You know, leather, steak, and cocoa. Yeah. That yeah. is interesting as hell. Yeah. With a little bit of cayenne on the yeah. tongue. And I haven't sipped on that scotch for about 20, 20 minutes now, and I'm still getting those leathery steak yeah. notes. So it's like the, the scotch just kind of helped it along, but it's still there. It, it wasn't because of the scotch. No, I think like this definitely changes flavor, mm -hmm. you know, between thirds. And, uh, you know, it started out like cream, cocoa, and pepper. Yeah. And then it, it kind of like evolved into like uh, leather and yeah. cocoa and pepper. And then it turned into like a charred steak. Yeah. Real quick, check out how thin that wrapper is. That's kind of that's kind of interesting for a Pennsylvania broadleaf. Yeah. yeah. That's not a thin wrapper. But that no, definitely that is. Uh, check that out. Yeah. Yeah, they put a little effort into stretching that out. Yep. That's nice. Of course, that wrapper on that fucking 
Opus X. Oh my god. That was crazy. That was I want to say thinner than this. You could see through it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so it is time to rank this cigar. Again, we are smoking the Greycliff G2 Maduro Toro 6x50. This has a uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf Maduro wrapper with Nicaraguan and Dominican binder and filler. Country of origin, Nicaragua. Uh, let's start with presentation. Angel, what do you think about presentation? Uh, presentation, as far as cigar and wrapper and box, I think it was like a quick to the point, like, hey, here's the stick, mm -hmm. smoke it you know, bang for your buck, and that's definitely what you got out of it. You know, the focus is more on the stick than it was the... And the value. Right. It, it's definitely a value stick. Like, hey. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? What score are you giving there? For, let's see, probably like an eight presentation. Like yeah. I've, I've got a five. Five? Yeah. I've got a five. Then I would say closer to seven. <laughs> yeah, I think seven is a good blended score there. Um so, you know, like, 10 is, like, the Opus X story, right. yeah. you know, like, unbelievable. And then a 1 is, like, you know... An unbanded. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you're, box, you're, yeah. you're unbanded, you know, or, like, your quorums, you yeah. know, where it's just a bundle thrown in a box, you know, simplest band possible, something like that. This one is, like, it's right in the middle of the road. It's got it, its own box. It's not ugly. It doesn't detract from the experience. But it doesn't add to it either. You know, it's just there. It's kind of like, here's your cigar, smoke them. Um, so I think a blended score of seven there's maybe generous, um, but something like that. All right, so how about price? And again, these retail for $7 here at Union Cigar Hanover. Um, your mileage may vary. You know, if you're down south right. in Maryland and they've got that goddamn communist floor tax. Washington, illegal. New York, yeah. yeah. That'll ruin it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's still the cheapest cigar in the inventory, you know. It's just an expensive right. cigar. Yeah. Um, so what do you think there? Uh, I think I'm going to give it an eight as well. Mm -hmm. Again, definitely good bang for your buck. But you might also get this, what I got going on. I mean, it's expected. It's a value stick. Yeah. I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, we were 50-50 on this show. Like, your your stick didn't work out, and it looks like trash now. The wrapper is all flaking apart, and I it's mean, basically done in the final third. I mean, you had that with the previous Opus X. We actually did. We yeah. had a bad opus. So, I mean, that happens, it, man. It it's happen. yeah. part of production with anything, you know, yeah. numbers, numbers game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think eight is fair. I had eight for price as well. Yeah. I think seven bucks for this stick is a phenomenal price. Yeah, there you run the risk of getting a bad stick like you did. And as you point out, it's not limited to value cigars, but it's probably a higher percentage. Right. You know, absolutely. Uh, with these, but seven bucks for a Toro. With this flavor profile, I think it earns an eight. Yep. So let's talk about construction. So, you know, I'll go first because we had two very different experiences. Um, on my construction, there was nothing wrong with it. I clipped the cap. There's a little feather here where the uh, cap, you know, is like sticking out. Yeah. But not enough to affect the smoke. Um, it burned great. Um, you can see my burn line here. It's wavy, but it's consistent. Um, the band was a problem they used too much glue um yeah it's definitely stuck to the wrapper i was yeah. able to prize mine off yeah you know but i had to be super careful um i think like mine is probably an eight for construction this is a well-constructed <laughs> cigar yeah i would say five on mine yeah i would say like <laughs> one on yours yeah i mean it's just a bad stick yep i think a blended six is probably fair here yeah i think a six um 
you know, it's just, we had two different experiences and I think it's only yeah. fair to point out to the listeners, like if you get a good one, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And if you get a bad one, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And I had, I mean, I also had to do some work to rescue it, you know, so mm-hmm. that's part of the experience. Like, oh, mm-hmm. now you have to do a little extra work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about flavor. Flavor. Definitely like, oh man, more than I thought I would get, mm-hmm. you know, for a value stick a lot going on you got some at the beginning middle and end yep and you don't expect that from a value stick yeah now you're getting it and then the scotch addict to the uh flavoring oh yeah definitely helped yeah. the experience yeah this thing's about dead <laughs> yeah it's dead yep you killed it nice one yep so what do you think on on flavor uh i'm gonna give it an eight okay i yeah. think that's fair i've got an eight as well i think uh you know for flavor, one of the things that kind of um, like sets it sets it apart from some of these other ones is it's not really relative. No, like the flavor just is what it is. Right. You know, the the presentation it's a little relative. For what I paid for that Opus X story, it damn well better come in a fucking chamois leather right. pouch, you know, and all this stuff. Um, price, same thing. It's price value. Right. You know, um, construction and flavor though they're pretty objective yeah and on this one it just had great flavor yeah it I mean, did you know it wasn't like a like a placencia but it was really good and it changed flavor and it's an approachable flavor yep. you know like you can share this cigar i can't think of too many folks that are going to be like offended by no this smoke. I, I like i said yeah that's one of the things i look for when i smoke a cigar is what's it smell like you know to the other person yeah yeah um all right, so uh, that brings us to experience, the most subjective. So yeah. we, we go from probably the most objective to the most subjective, but I think the most important, too. Yeah. You know, like, this is a consumerist hobby. Yeah. We are absolutely. here to enjoy it and yeah. have an experience. And we cheated because we paired it with a really nice scotch. Right. Um, but yeah. what uh, what are your thoughts on experience? I was going to give it an eight, but I'm going to have to knock it off a point just because of the work and then it falling apart there at the end. So. Mm-hmm do seven yeah seven sounds about fair to me um i think uh the the benefit of the experience with this cigar is you can experience it so many ways right this is very useful cigar you can use it in so many contexts and like i said i think the only thing that's out of bounds with this cigar is like celebration a gift you know something like that yeah where it's just not special enough. Yeah. It's definitely a shareable cigar if you got someone that comes shareable. over like, oh, yeah. hey, can I smoke a cigar? Yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This is the one that I want to box in my humidor when, you know, you and Noah and his cousin, whatever, come over. It's like, right. we can all smoke these. They're not big cigar smokers, you know. Everyone has a good time. It's affordable. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a, a fair... Um, fair score for it and you know your experience was not great like what you got out of it was good yeah. but you didn't get what you should have because right. you had some construction issues yeah bottom line um so that brings the total score to 36 okay which is a pretty good score that's respectable know? for a valley stick yeah like above 35 is a pretty good score above 40 is like whoa yeah um and if you're above 45 you're you know yeah. world-class cigar oh absolutely um and i think we've had two in the mid 40s and yeah. that would be like the, the pledge forbidden and the pledge yeah i think those were the only ones yeah uh wasn't the red line almost there it was in the 40s yeah yeah, yeah. low 40s yeah 
yeah, another amazing. Yeah. Amazing. You know. So that is it. The uh, Gray Cliff G2 Maduro uh, retails for seven bucks. And, uh, man, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. I'm yeah, gonna, that was fun. I've got a little bit of cigar left, so I'm going to finish this off and, yeah. and enjoy it. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick announcement. Sorry to cut you off. But we are starting a Facebook page. So oh, keep an eye on that. You know, broaden our horizons there. I know not everybody has Instagram or X or threads or whatever yeah, else. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, we will check, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, Facebook page for all you old people out there that still use Facebook. <laughs> um, while we're on the subject, uh, reach out to the podcast, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com or Instagram at burnlinepodcast. Really, all the socials at burnlinepodcast. Yeah. Um, we're there. Let us know what you think about the show and. Um, if you have anything that you want us to do, uh, you know, a cigar to smoke, a question, we've had some really good questions, um, go ahead and reach out. And this is your show, and we want to add value to your cigar smoking hobby, so let us know. Um, and we actually had some feedback on uh, the holiday special, Unboxing and Smoking the Opus X Story. Odin's Blood says, yes, what a cool episode. Going to have to save for that stick. Uh, yes, you will. Yeah. And singles of that, I mean, 90 bucks. Yeah. You know, like yeah. ridiculous price. But I think worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, budget for it. Like, <laughs> totally. Save up all year and yeah. treat yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for our next episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one. Johnny Midas is uh, stepping out of his box for that. Yeah, yeah. And that's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us on Burnline Podcast. Have a great week.